All right, guys, we're back here, but let me just say something before we keep going. Just go subscribe, go like, go comment, go dislike, whatever you want. Go shoot me a DM, go shoot Anthony a DM. I don't care. Wow. Yeah, I guess, I guess he doesn't care. I do, though, so make sure you don't dislike, make sure you like. But besides the point, Unreal episode, we have Canada's and I think the world's first sanctioned cannabis-sanctioned athlete, athlete yep. ever. Like, the yeah. dude can fucking get high. And still compete as a professional mm -hmm. athlete. Mm -hmm. Elias Theodoru. AKA the Spartan. Bro, listen, if a guy gets even comes close to me and tells me his name is the Spartan, I'm turning the other way. He's got the Superman punch, people. <laughs> this guy's fucking insane, but super, super cool. What a dude. story. Yeah, what, what a story. story he's got. He's doing so much cool shit. Listen in, and don't forget, you know, shout out the fucking boys at Psycho Water, keeping us hydrated mm -hmm. day in, day out. It's always Psycho, baby. Splash. Welcome back to the MBH Podcast, Money Buys Happiness. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Saturday afternoon. Beauty day. We got some fucking dooms in front of us, so I'm a little excited. Oh, we got the weed here. Haven't smoked in a month, so. What? Dean, Don't tell people that. <laughs> Dean's going to get scary, bro. It's scary for you. We, <laughs> know, scary for we got an amazing guest, though. It, oh, my God. Just you know, introduce yeah, yourself, Yeah, intru introduce yourself. And, it was and last, you know. Pleasure to be here, guys. Yeah, Happy man. to have you, a.k.a. the Spartan. A.k.a. the main event. Yeah. Of course. A.k.a. the ring boy. Let's there we go. go. A.k.a. many monikers. <laughs> Get a little closer <laughs> to that, Mike. I think Get a little closer. A little closer, right in yeah. there. There you go. Hey, weed Bay was one of them, right? Yes, yes. Pretty Obviously. included. Was it Obviously. Weed Bay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I love it. I love let's, it. I let's, love talk it. About, let's talk about, first of all, what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. What you do for fun, and, and we're gonna get into it. We got a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, professional fighter, amateur oh. dancer, and then uh, <laughs> the kind of uh, blend in between. Sips don't lie. For real, eh? <laughs> so I mean, here I, I'm, I'm reading here that you were the the first granted for therapeutic use of cannabis in Canada as an athlete. Is that correct? Yeah, and more recently, actually, the U.S. as well uh, made precedent in British Columbia as the first sanctioned cannabis athlete, and then now uh, Colorado approved my therapeutic use exemption. It's the first of its kind uh, in the U.S., and it kind of actually skirted the uh, federal ban of cannabis um, and kind of worked around through the uh, state's rights. Okay. So um, it's the first time that cannabis has been considered a medicine in professional sports. Wow. Um, more broadly speaking, because both of them, BC and Colorado, because they were approved by the commission, not for instance USADA or the CCS, which are anti-doping agencies, yeah. um, but because they're actually through the commission, it's the first time that those government and governmental bodies actually recognize cannabis uh, as a medicine in general. So it's actually another, um, uh, what's it called, I guess, um, component of medical cannabis rights, both in Canada here uh, in BC, but also now um, Colorado as well. So, so wow. you're at the fore, you, you know, obviously it seems like you were at the fore, you're fucking educated on it. So you're obviously at the forefront of that. When, what, what made you be like, I'm going to take the step to fucking make sure this shit goes through. Like, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, well, I'm a fighter, both uh, inside the cage. I've been fighting uh, now professionally uh, in June. will be 10 years. Um, Crazy. I've had over 20 professional fights. I've had some of the best in the world. And even on my worst day, I'm, I'm still top 10 in the world. That's cool. Um, yeah, I've never been knocked out. Uh, but that's probably because I have a giant head. And, <laughs> uh, again, that whole stubborn thing of uh, trying to win no matter what. Yeah. Um, but the process itself started... Um, I want to say 2015 when the UFC partnered with what's called USADA, the United States Anti-Doping Agency. Yeah. They're part of the, the broad term of the WADA, which is the World Anti-Doping Agency. And um, that was more kind of created, I think, in 1999, give or take. But uh, it's a part of the Olympics more broadly speaking. And then the subs, uh, subs, uh, 
sublocations and jurisdictions that follow in each uh, each country that okay. kind of participates in uh, both the Olympics or you know um, worlds uh, in any perspective of sport. Okay. Um, and uh, there's a whole aspect of. Uh, Okay, substances and banned substances, and for the last, uh, you know, uh, and it's really in its entirety, cannabis has been considered um, a prohibited substance, yeah. kind of looked at the same as a steroid when it sh- it obviously is not. Yeah, for so sure. Even even going back, so you try you were pushing that through in 2015, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, so I, I uh, for the longest time, I too uh, kind of fought, fell in the whole stigma and the aspect yeah. of um, I thought cannabis and athletics were mutually exclusive things. Um, and then as uh, an athlete uh, and then eventually a patient, um, I actually watched uh, my my mentor, my coach, my really good friend um, who was a medical patient for X amount of years. I saw I, I was educated almost as like a, a, a you know, a passenger to his yeah. um, process of uh, being a patient and athlete. And then it was when uh, essentially we started to travel and he wasn't able to bring his medicine. I saw the detriments of, uh, you know, first line medicines like yeah. opioids, painkillers and any other SSRIs. And yeah. that's something I eventually had to deal with when my condition of what's called bilateral neuropathy. It's essentially nerve damage of the upper extremities. Okay. Uh, as you could imagine, everything I do kind of has some yeah. wear and tear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, in a previous life, uh, I was like a semi pro skater. I used to jump off of really tall buildings before I was, um, you know, realized that I was terrified of heights. Uh, that had its drawbacks. <laughs> One way to find out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ah, gravity, it's undefeated. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Um, but uh, I broke my hand, two breaks, four fractures, and they Ooh. took bone out of my hip and made me a new wrist. So that on a, on a medical aspect is what is essentially uh, the basis of the... Um, you know the the report, if you will, or the um, paperwork that basically is the basis of my injury. Uh, like I mentioned, two breaks, four fractured, had a bone graft, and then obviously um, within the wear and tear that I mentioned, boom, my elbows, uh, in like I have some herniated discs. You know, getting yeah. dumped on your head, it, yeah. you know, it has its drawbacks. <laughs> yeah. um, as mentioned, gravity's undefeated. Of course. Um, and then uh, just kind of uh, the the wear and tear, and also the condition that I have. Um, Cannabis is, as prescribed by my doctor, the appropriate medicine for me. Um, And that was kind of an uphill battle that I uh, fought uh, you know, outside of the cage, um, having my medicine recognized first uh, in Canada, now in the U.S., and uh, more broadly speaking, as I look to uh, fight in different jurisdictions to fight for, uh, you know, my uh, guaranteed right as a Canadian to medicate as prescribed by my doctor and afforded yeah. to me to my uh, fundamental and um, uh, fundamental rights as a Canadian. So this, the cannabis, I guess, was kind of like a substitute for typical painkillers, mm-hmm. opioids, and stuff, which it's is pain important. Pain management, essentially. Yeah. Right. So instead of, um, you know, it's kind of a little backwards, but it's the process that I've been dealing with where um, you can crush a handful of uh, perks before a fight and there would be no issue. But uh, (laughs) God forbid you smoked a joint a week ago. I know um, that'd be in your system. And because of the the aspect of the the standard of testing, um, everybody and every body is different. Right. But they test everyone with the same blanket test. So that's a hundred and five pound female fighter and a two hundred and sixty five pound male fighter. Right. So um, I, I know certain cases were like and again because of the testing and the way it is it's all kind of all over the place um, you know some jurisdictions it's hundred and fifty nanograms other jurisdictions it's a hundred some of it is a complete ban so there's no consistency um, between the commissions and then uh, you know uh, there's been instances of athletes who um, you know 
will flag for cannabis and the other person will actually flag for actual steroids and the person with steroids got less of a time just wow. because of the outdated mindset and then uh, because of that and again depending on which jurisdiction that you go to those are actually like um, especially in the system that they kind of have where it's like uh, like a point system so like you know if you ha if every time you fail something the next time you fail you get even more usually uh, of a punishment okay. right so cannabis if uh, you flag uh, in one location they'll double uh, throw the book at you in the other place Damn. so um, obviously you know as with anything uh, I owe the success of today to the shoulders of the Giants before me and um, you know there are other people that definitely you know had their both their you know their health and their the health of their actual career sidelined uh, because of um, their use of cannabis and uh, you know I had my own uh, uphill battle in, in many different ways I took you know four or five years uh, to kind of get to where I am today, but um, as mentioned before, stubborn enough to kind of push forward <laughs> to look for a win. Did, did the legalization now in Canada and uh, it's slowly happening in the states more and more? Did that kind of help, or I, I'd say I definitely say so because of the capacity of um, that outdated stigma. It's kind of getting knocked down more and more. Yeah. Um, I my process was in 2015. Uh, the the anniversary of legalization. Uh, was until a couple years later, I think yes. 2018. 18, yeah. um, so that's actually when I uh, announced the actual uh, application that I was doing through USADA. Cool. But unfortunately with them, because of uh, the fact that they're a U.S. company funded by a U.S. government, it looks like cannabis is a Schedule One drug, meaning there's no medical property. All the different things that I kind of was bringing up with not only my counsel, but also my... Um, my uh you know uh doctors and medical team uh it, it again it was an uphill battle because it was almost like you could use anything and everything to explain it but without being uh, able to classify it as a medicine it, it yeah. kind of was useless right <laughs> so, yeah yeah and then in the process uh again it's a backwards uh process where um they look at cannabis as such a negative thing and then these opioids that big pharma pushes are not <laughs> yeah. Where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so they're like my doctor would be like cannabis works best for him it, you know there's a lot less drawbacks yada 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 um you know much more technical and <laughs> yeah. this. they're like that's interesting okay we agree that you have your um you have your this condition we agree that uh, you say that cannabis works for you but have you tried opiates <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, again go. they would want me to like exhaust it and keep yeah. on going and i'd have to go through you know i did uh, two weeks um 21 days and they're like yeah but do you want to try antidepressants? <laughs> and then uh, after I, I started like uh, doing all the stuff that they kept on uh, telling me to do, again, uh, the detriment was not only the, the fact that it didn't work as well as cannabis did, but also the negative side effects that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. For instance, um, you know, uh, different SSRIs and antidepressants where the whole purpose was to just numb you like you collectively, yeah, you, like, See, didn't, you don't feel that anymore. <laughs> don't feel anything anymore, do you? Yeah, until you stop taking it. Until you stop taking it. Yeah, and again, um, at the same time, it'd, it'd be almost funny if it wasn't tragic in the capacity that they were telling me to take opioids or they're telling me to take um, you know different types of painkillers while they'll have like a campaign. Say no to opioids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opioid addiction's really yeah, horrible that's right crazy, now. Crazy man. Do you want to do these nine months yeah. with standard depressant and this yeah. opioid? Yeah. Give that a try. Yeah. Damn. Interesting. But don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Say no to drugs, kids. It's almost <laughs> like a certain, old, certain type of drugs. Such an old system, almost broken at this point. Like with well, yes, with and big again, pharma just yeah. 
Yeah, again, it's an outdated mindset yeah. that uh, the U.S., um, you know, it's built off of uh, both racism and then also, um, you know, big industry. I yeah. mean, the, the states more specifically, yeah. um, a little history lesson where it comes from. It's like uh, part of it was, again, attachment of um, marijuana and some of the derogatory terms towards it in the capacity of there were different um, venture businessmen okay. who um, uh, w worked in the uh, the wool and the paper mills. Okay. And they, uh, they basically owned that that industry and there was this thing called hemp that was a yep, far yep. more superior product um, and it was attached both a male and female um, and it, you know at the time people didn't really understand the difference between them uh, yeah. and it basically they again when you own the newspapers you own the information back then so they ba basically put um, that uh, again propaganda that cannabis was giving um, you know a certain group of people super human superhuman strength and they're wow. attacking people <laughs> oh so God. the last thing we need is them uh, smoking this thing that get, makes them superhuman Damn. Um, then you fast track uh, they put uh, different laws and rules and regulations uh, against it um, and again it originally the the groups that were originally uh, targeted was in India uh, there's some derogatory term that they had in regards to um, it there but then after the Spanish War and um, and uh, uh, more Mexico, then they started yes, looking yes. towards them more specifically. Yeah. Marijuana, again, it's a derogatory term. Yeah. Um, there's different aspects of the shift of um, the negativity in regards to prohibition from alcohol, then switching to um, then switching to um, cannabis. Um, and again, what reefer madness, what different types yeah. of aspects were. You fast track then with the in, um, the prison industrial industry where there's only one exception still uh, even after the 13th amendment of slavery and that's yeah. uh, jail time jail time yeah right yeah, and, yeah. and especially the aspect in the u.s more broadly speaking they actually take away your right to vote then then now even after you do wow. your your serve your term what? and your, your service towards it then they start removing different rights so then you don't have an actual say on the table wow. uh, moving forward then uh, you fast track to Nixon and the war on drugs, where essentially what he was doing was he couldn't throw people in jail for protests in the Vietnam War, but there's a certain group of people, both hippies and uh, different minorities that were against it more broadly speaking and uh, uh, more in general because of, uh, again, uh, one, their, their stance towards the war itself and then obviously uh, constriction in, in the way the U.S. before, uh, I think, the Vietnam War, that you didn't really have a chance uh, or a choice um, whether or not you were going to war. Right. Yeah. So um, they couldn't throw them in jail. So they had they basically started making the, the different three strikes or rules, uh, yada, yada, yada with uh, cannabis that, again, takes away your rights, takes away your voice and takes away, again, your upward mobility because now you're considered a felon. And then uh, yeah, the type of fucked. job you can get um, is kind of restricted from there on. And it kind of adds to it um, to today. So they're just making examples of people so that people are scared shitless to even do anything around cannabis. Right. Like. That's that's what it is, ideally. I mean, not ideally, but it looks like Big Pharma's been trying to market everything that they're not selling as a drug mm -hmm. and make it very scary. And uh, I think in these past couple of years, I think people are starting to realize that uh, just with what we've seen with cannabis, right? Just it being legalized here. You could go walk down the street and just buy some, right? Like, we never thought we'd get here, right? So do you think that's an issue with... with um, I guess the pharmaceuticals as a whole in the US um, because like now we're finding out even microdosing, like my mushrooms, for example, all these positives that come with it, right? And people are people are having their lives saved by it or, or changing their whole perspective on life just by a little microdose, which they, didn't, they their whole life they've been told, this is bad, this don't do this, right? And, and 
we're, we're ones to preach that you should at least try something before you judge it. Um, again, not trying to promote drugs, but this is not a drug anymore. Um, um, so. Yeah, well, again, we're all bags of chemicals and yeah. everyone has different, everyone's body and every body is different, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, it's kind of working with your actual health professional and figuring out what works best with the yeah. interesting thing with um, uh, psychedelics and that whole um, uh, kind of forefront that's happening. It's not just give you some, give you some drugs, see you in three weeks. Yeah. There's a lot of hair. There's a lot of uh, therapy that kind of goes yeah. along with it. Right. And it's being able to pull back from those, whether it's psycho, uh, psychoactive components that are going to build off of um, different experiences that you have hard, a hard time actually grasping with yeah. or understanding, uh, or whatever that ends up being. And then uh, again, then uh, also uh, different aspects in the capacity of just working with oneself and kind of really being in tune with one body. Uh, yeah. Again, both mentally and physically, um, in order to be at your peak, you have to be as honest, um, both in the gym or outside and everywhere yeah. in between. And um, with psychedelics and also um, uh, more specifically with mushrooms and then even cannabis as well, there, you, it's basically impossible to overdose because of the fact that we have with cannabis we have cannabinoid receptors and then with um, different psychedelics again it, it, it doesn't uh, work uh, it works with the brain it works with the body in a way that other um, pharmaceuticals don't and yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. why like people can overdose and other uh, you know negative uh, effects on it because of the fact that it's essentially hijacking your system yeah. rather than working with your system damn so I'm, I'm curious now like <laughs> right now um I guess, I guess you could say UFC, or you know, to, to the basic person, UFC is like the pinnacle right now of MMA and fighting. So, could you fight right now in the, in the UFC with, like, you know, with with, with your uh, marijuana sanctions? Like, would that be would that be cool right now? Um, yes, uh, they've uh, the UFC has actually been pretty um, progressive in their own right. Uh, there's again the technicality because of um, part of it was a little bit of branding. Uh, they were just trying to um, talk okay. about it a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they are removing. They, they still test, but they're removing the the sanctions um, that you get in regards to punishments okay. uh, if you don't call it a medicine. It's this weird like limbo <laughs> okay. where it's like you have to say you get high mm -hmm. and you really like getting high, yeah. but don't you dare call it anti-anxiety or anti-meta or, or yeah. uh, anti-anxiety or a form of medicine because yeah, yeah, yeah. then that's a performance enhancing. It, it's a little bit of a backward yeah, dance. Interesting. Okay. Um, where again they're working with USADA, which is the United States Anti-Doping Agency, which again I believe in clean sport. Uh, I uh, it was a very proud moment when I was with the UFC. And um, they, they partnered with them because of the fact that I don't want to fight Juice <laughs> 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 uh, Monkey. Like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. fight any of that. Like, yeah, this yeah. isn't a stick and ball game. This, yeah. is, this is I'm going to hit you in the head game, yeah. right? So um, that was definitely a, a proud moment. But unfortunately, because of the, you know, um, the, the stigma and kind of the, the, the locking of uh, cannabis uh, can still considered a prohibited substance to some degree, still considered uh, not a medicine, yeah. um, it's uh, still a process that um, you know has its uh, negatives uh, for athletes that choose to use plant-based medicine um, obviously with my case and you know now more broadly speaking that the UFC and um, USADA are starting to look at it in a better way um, 
it is going in the right direction, not even just in the UFC, but, you know, uh, Major League Baseball, yes. NBA, they're yeah, removing huge. testing. I think even NFL now, uh, they're only testing in uh, spring uh, training or whatever yeah. like that, yeah. right? Um, but the really important thing that I find myself in is uh, getting those victories uh, beyond them just not testing, but them actually looking cannabis as a medicine. Because as they start removing cannabis um, from this uh, whole um, you know, classification, it's very important to continue, continue uh, getting cannabis recognized for what it is, yeah. a medicine. Fair, yeah, because I, because I, when I think about it, like you look at Dana, he seems like a pretty cool guy, mm. you know what I mean? So I can imagine he's got some fucking brains and he's like, you know what? This can be used as a medicine and whatnot, but obviously there's governing bodies and stuff that he needs to work around and make sure that they're on top of. But I want I want to talk about your career a little a little more. How the fuck do you decide? You know, I'm going to start being a professional fighter. At what point do you say I'm ready to knock some motherfuckers we just out? Jacked and just like, yo, I should just start boxing people <laughs> like, out. Oh wait, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> like, yeah, I think you it's said actually you Yeah, how, how the hell did you get into it? What, so what's yeah, the it's story actually a ridiculous two-parter, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so. Uh, never was really into fighting, um, and then I think it was like grade nine or ten. Um, was walking with uh, uh, a couple friends, and um, this is gonna get very Canadian, but uh, <laughs> the, some guy threw a snowball at me, and I used to play baseball too, right? So I got a mean right arm. Okay. So I just uh, he he was trying to like uh, have some fun, so was I. Um, he hit me like you know on the shoulder, and I just kept on wolfing him right in the face. <laughs> and his ego got really upset about this, yeah. so he came running at me. And I kind of this guy I went, had I don't know math class or whatever it was yeah. comes running at me, charges me and and, and starts to uh, you know like pummel me in some capacity and like almost like trying to fight me. And it, it took a couple seconds to be like, oh, we're not we're not having fun anymore. This <laughs> yeah. is this is a, this is you're trying to fight me. Yeah. So um, one of the ladies I was with at the time. Um, she uh, kind of got in the way and he kind of pushed her and I, you know, kind of de-escalated the situation. Um, he got really offended. It was like a little scuffle, but nothing kind of happened and he stormed off. Um, lo and behold, the reason why he stormed off is he was waiting for like a couple days later or whatever, or a week or whatever it was later. And, um, and uh, basically he wanted to have a couple of his, uh, you know, cousins, friends, families, uncles, whatever. Sure. I don't know, everyone yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize this was the situation. Because again, I just was trying to, you know, de-escalate and kind of put a stop to it. Because yeah. he pushed her, um, and it, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, the, a lot of the schools started um, showing up, and they wanted. Uh, there was there was anticipation that there was going to be a fight. Yeah, Exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> so I kind of again. The, the moment was over. He was in the wrong to begin with. I tried to walk away. As I'm walking away, his cousin, who's much larger, grabs me, sucker punches me, and throws me in into into him, right? Yeah. And kind of into the crowd uh, to kind of get things going. And again, we're going to get very Canadian here. Um, I instantly just lights went on, and I just jerseyed him. And I just started uppercutting him like a mother. And like I just just like 15, 20, 30, I don't know how many shots, just, just filling him. Just he had nothing. Red. Yeah, Where he's like wobbling on the way out. And then like, um, again, a couple of my friends, their older brothers are there. And then them, there's like this big skirmish. 
the, the teachers come, they kind of like squash it. And then uh, that was like a Friday. And a little side story, I actually walked on the way home and uh, there was actually a raid on a cannabis uh, house. Just, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how these, they, like, these things, like the universe, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. how, like, I, I swear, I, I, I walked with a couple of friends, they can vouch for me. Like, That's we're walking crazy. and these crazy. cops all just busted into Damn. a uh, thing. So, the stars, and yeah, they're, aligning. they're aligning, the weed and fighting, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah. combat. It, it just felt right. So, didn't think anything of it. It was like a Friday. And then, like, just to date myself here, um, like, on Monday, um, uh, turns out someone filmed it on their razor. <laughs> And then nice. like grainy film, like nice. just kind of like best toss it around school. And then I started That's getting, uh, you know, uh, some attention and some notoriety uh, around school and uh, elsewhere um, that I, I get, I can kick ass, I can kick some ass. <laughs> so, um, and then I, at that point, all right, we're getting attention. So um, then, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily start fights from there. I just finished them. Yeah, and then, nice. and then uh, you know, to the point where, you know, every party, everyone kind of assumed, oh, he's got life <laughs> Get in a fight. Yeah. It's like, yeah, 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 I am. And I'm gonna hit you and I'm gonna win. Um, so, like, I was undefeated in my high school career. Nice, nice, very and, nice. Um, I thought I was, uh, uh, you know, uh, the shit. Um, after my first year of university, I went to the local watering hole, just obliterated, um, and did what no anyone does. Uh, Picked a fight, mm -hmm. and um, turns out the guy was completely sober. And my choice of, uh, you know, I guess move right out of the gate was ill advised. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, did a flying knee, um, uh, no, flying Superman punch off of the curb, <laughs> slipped and fell. Oh, and uh, what's it called? He kicked me in the face. I get up and I rip off my shirt and I started chasing him shirtless. That freaked him out. Um, so he jumps into a cab, and then, uh, you know, that was that. Um, and, and again, it was kind of filmed. Uh, unbeknownst to me and like you know the next day or whatever I went to work I worked at Foot Locker at the time and I'm telling uh, a bunch of guys that I work with like uh, what happened or whatever and how silly uh, the whole situation was and uh, another co-worker comes uh, you know we were the worst at work uh, we weren't even doing anything uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were, what we were supposed Superman to be somebody customer shit. comes in hey can I help you excuse me hey. I'm explaining what happened Friday that was yesterday today Saturday and my friends need to know exactly but um so uh, I kind of talked to him and my, my friend comes to us a lot so you're right and I'm like yeah why he wasn't there and he goes and this is again I'm going to date myself and he goes it's on YouTube wow. I'm like what the hell's YouTube <laughs> so uh, it goes viral right naturally it's like a, like some like subset of like uh, friggin uh, world star of short yeah, some yeah. sort some and, uh, yeah some exactly shit. some kind of like uh, viral component it's yeah. getting all like the greatest hits it was called boot to face just nice. oh, there it my is. first loss yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, boot to face like, like the, the biggest win I ever had pri previously at it was yeah. seen by like I don't know a couple hundred people yeah. and then you're like oh, a couple hundred thousand people and it Jeez. gets getting picked up and I'm just like oh my god I'm mortified my first loss it's yeah, like yeah. defeat yeah. <laughs> so, so I um I, you know and I, I was like uh, it was my identity right and uh, I kind of like confided in my father just just destroyed and he goes well you love that UFC stuff so much why don't you go to the gym and make sure it never happens again it's like you know what by golly I will <laughs> and I showed idea. up and I just never left originally yeah. I was gonna learn uh, I tried to like go there and learn some things to fight yeah. this guy and then I, I you know centered myself and uh, wow. basically was like why am I doing this for free like a sucker yeah and, I mean you're out there giving Superman punches out yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> off the curve <laughs> bro if Jesus I'm at a bar Christ. and I see a guy giving out Superman punches off the curve I'm fucking out bro I'm or, or, or you see him miss and fall <laughs> yeah yeah it's 10 feet away Way, rips off his shirt. Yeah, yeah, he's just ripping off his shirt. Like, come on, guy. What are we doing here? Jeez, man. So again, look at you started. Yeah, like, okay. it was a heritage moment. <laughs> moment, I guess. So, <laughs> so, so you go to the gym. You're like, all right, cool, whatever. You're now you're fighting. You're learning how to fight and whatnot. 
where does it go from there? You're like, okay, I'm going to call or something. Just yeah, like, I saw the video. What's, or like, the, like, what's the moment? Get the call. Yeah, like, well, um, even before that, um, uh, at that time around like uh, 2010, give or take, um, when I was kind of getting into it, um, actually it would probably be more like 2009 I started or training or whatever what ends up being because I graduated university 2010. Um, but uh, point being, um, it, it was illegal at that time uh, just because of the classification. Um, boxing was the only way to actually make money. Um, and uh, basically elbows, knees, kicks were considered fouls, so you couldn't win by foul. So yeah. there was a technicality that the, uh, the government at the time, naturally it's all about money and taxes, um, they of waited course. out until instead of you know the 6% that the government gets, they <laughs> yeah. wanted their 12%. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what they waited for. Yeah. Um, but during that whole process, there are other, you know, fighters that were, um, you know, that kind of paid their dues and have been in the game way longer than I had. So they were kind of getting through their, once it became legal and, you know, they had that big one at the Sky Dome, which yes. will forever yeah. be called Sky Dome to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> point being, um, so then the floodgates kind of happened and all the local fighters were fighting there. And uh, I just got on like uh, the interwebs and um, <laughs> essentially was just going on chats and like hey there's a promotion out in here there's a promotion out yeah. there i'll fight you all right new jersey like all right cool I'll go Damn. to new jersey what calgary let's do this wow um and i was supposed to be uh, eventually someone from calgary uh promotion uh, hard knocks uh, i was very much supposed to be the uh the stepping stone for the local hero and uh oh my god i don't know how to turn this thing off <laughs> so idiot proof but um uh point being um i went to the uh i went to um uh, Calgary to fight the, the local hero and I uh, didn't really know much about wrestling uh, still at this point I was still very green and uh, I was very much a striker at that point so I started hating him a lot and uh, he didn't want any of that um, so he took me down uh, he kind of suplexed me a couple of times I, I knew a lot about jiu-jitsu at that point my coach at the time good at striking good at jiu-jitsu the, the kind of deficit that they had we had at the gym uh, was wrestling so um, I was able to sweep him and just kind of just beat the living crap out of him when I was on top. Well, there's like a video of it where it's like, it's, it's, his, it's the point of view of his family. And at first, like, cause again, it's kind of even. And then I hit him a couple times and like, oh, he doesn't like that. And it's like his mom and his like cousin yeah, and like, like brother. They're like, oh no, oh no, Tanner, no. And then uh, it's just his mom is screaming and crying. Yeah. And to the point of like, he's done, he's done. <laughs> like, just like, stop I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, stop hitting him, he's already dead. <laughs> but um, so like, uh, eventually got waved. I, I broke his collarbone yeah. and I believe his jaw or Ooh, nose or something like that as well. That's what happens. That's what happens. This, this is another day. Right? So um, there was that. So then that really upset. I'm just going to shut this off because it's annoyed me. No worries. Um, point being, uh, I eventually, um, you know, fought a couple more times there. The next guy split them open, wow. uh, like 30 stitches, nice. here, give or take. Ooh, nice. Um, okay. And then the fight after that, I broke the guy's orbital bone. Oh, um, damn. So you know, pretty early, I realized, hey, maybe I, this is what I'm yeah, supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, it kind of worked out in that oh. capacity. I, I eventually went undefeated um, to about 11, 10 or 11 or no. And I applied for um, the the reality show, The Ultimate Fighter, um, and I was oh, uh, the first okay. Canadian to win that. So, um, and I was also the first Canadian to, or first person, um, to actually break the fourth wall uh, in the UFC. Amazing. So right before I, uh, but before I won The Ultimate Fighter, I waved to the camera and said, "Hi, mom," and just finished him. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Rude. My mom smacked me. She's like, "That's someone else's son too. Come on, man." He's like, "My mom's talk like that," but that's she's like, "Come crazy. on, no. like you know, that's it's, it was Mother's Day is like around the corner." 
corner. Like yeah. everyone's going to be really upset on that, <laughs> that's on that amazing. side of the, uh, the corner. So, that's amazing. Um, you know, I had a great career in the UFC. Um, I ended up uh, getting, I think uh, the highest place I got was 10th best in the world. Um, even in the losses, the three losses that I have were split decisions where it kind of like depends on the, you know, the judges and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I fought Tiago Santos of so one of the only people to yeah. go uh, to decision with him. Um, and it was uh, a split decision. Uh, he's been as high as, you know, the number one contender. Mm-hmm. I fought Brad Taveras, who oh, again, yeah. perennial, you know, sixth best in the world. And then Derek Brunson as well, um, who's around like uh, fourth best and the fourth, fifth best in the world at any given time as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, when my contract went up for the UFC, um, I was able then to transition uh, from being a UFC fighter to uh, being a free agent, uh, able to fight for change uh, in a way that I've been doing uh, since. So uh, there, I've uh, you know had uh, two devastating uh, TKO finishes um, since leaving the UFC. Uh, both, uh, in in some ways, um, fighting for something bigger than what I'm doing to get my hand raised in the cage, but also out as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and I also did fresh the guy's skull as well. So you know, <laughs> keep it a good thing. Like, I was trying not to smile when you said that. I'm like, that's dope. Yeah. I saw one of the one of the matches were uh, for mental health. Pardon? One of the boxing matches recently were for mental health. Was uh, like in uh, in the cause of mental health. Um, well, the last right? fight that I had um, that was I was both the uh, fighter and promoter for nice. it. Um, it was a 19 plus event. Okay. Uh, it's a way to actually work around the um, the advertising restrictions with there cannabis. You okay. uh, you're not allowed to advertise to children essentially. Ooh, okay. yeah. So it was actually the first uh, 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 I became the first sanctioned cannabis athlete. I was also the, able to fund uh, the first uh, MMA event or, or probably for sporting events completely funded by uh, cannabis wow. and uh, sure, the next yeah. one uh, as well uh, be the same case uh, in um, in uh, Colorado uh, and any other jurisdiction that I fight in um, I'll also have uh, probably either ni- both 19 and 21 plus gay age gated yeah. uh, and then uh, beyond uh, cannabis I'll be fighting more broadly speaking for um, plant medicine uh, both uh, in cannabis and psychedelics Dude, you're just breaking barriers like yeah, your whole yeah. life. Working on it. That's dope, man. Seriously, Literally. congrats. That's unreal. Um, I want to talk about going back a little bit just to the stigma behind cannabis, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's slowly diminishing, but it's still there. Um, and I think education is a huge factor when it comes to cannabis, right? Especially our youth, right? So um, as, as a person who has a big platform, how do you try and... Um, preach um the positives to it that you know that many people might not know and and i've seen it right i've seen your content and and you do a lot of um memes which i like because it's a cool (laughs) way to get people engaged in a comedic way right and and relatable right so how have you kind of um fought against that stigma or anyone that kind of comes to you and says like i'm sure you've gotten negative feedback too at times right in the past five six years sure. right like what are you trying to do like why would you try and do that or something like that but for anyone that has that stigma against weed what what do you try and preach to them um to maybe let them see it in a different light i try to be the antithesis of uh, a stoner in some capacity although there's nothing wrong with being a stoner um in many ways, I try to be as respectful to the plant as uh, understanding as much of the history and, uh, you know, its medical properties and also the fundamental rights that are afforded to us as Canadians yeah. uh, to have cannabis, whether um, that's, uh, you know, having a certain amount uh, allowed under your medical uh, prescription yeah. or the amount allowed to um, uh, grow 
uh, at one's house as well. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the the best way that I can be me authentically yeah. uh, and uh, kind of do the the most respect I can to the plant yeah. do you and think, anyone else that uses it. Of course. Do you think that, um, I guess, maybe for the years to come that we'll start, start to see more of a cannabis uh, education for even the youth who might not know about it and might not know that you know, this this could be good for you in a way, right? Um, in many ways, actually, right? I don't think that, I think it comes down to education and the youth, they're, they're not being pushed that, um, you know, you can use cannabis instead of an opioid, you can use this, you can use that, or you could try this. Um, I think that they're fall into the, the typical push that, no, these are drugs, these are bad, don't do that, you go to jail, like, right? But I think now with, with like, like dispensaries popping up and obviously it being legal here, what do you think about the education side of it? You think the youth should start to, kind of see the positives behind it? Um, yeah, well, I think, um, you know, just the whole process of uh, changing it from uh, the prohibition and being in the dark uh, to the light, uh, education and advocacy are a better option than kind of not talking about it. Yeah. And again, with uh, children more specifically, um, anyone, anyone at a certain age, uh, under uh, you know 19 or 21 wherever it ends up being would have to talk to a medical professional of course um, but again uh, cannabis like we don't live in a vacuum yeah um, it, I don't know about you guys but it was much easier to get cannabis oh. than it was alcohol <laughs> yeah, because of, of the fact that it what it was regulated yeah. um, and there is a whole process uh, in regards to alcohol that didn't exist with cannabis yeah. and uh, Canada more specifically it actually has the highest youth um, cannabis use wow. uh, in the world wow. and again it's it's understanding that and knowing that there, there are avenues in regards to um, you know mental development and uh, specific uh, mental uh, potentials uh, in regards to uh, the fact like we mentioned before everybody and every body is different mm -hmm. uh, and there's certain drawbacks from any type of substance that you use of um, for God's sakes you can die drinking too much water yeah. Um, yeah. so again um, moderation is key and also understanding and education is uh, yeah. key and um, for you know youth it's uh, you know talking to a health professional or some type of uh, you know uh, you know professional in general that can or even a family member that again can talk to you about cannabis and both the positives and negatives yeah. as anything else has and then it's um, you know kind of uh, looking at it uh, under the guidelines that we do have where 19 plus uh, is kind of where um, cannabis use is allowed. Uh, I think it's certain jurisdictions. Uh, it's 18 years yeah. of age. Uh, it's usually kind of in line with whatever smoking is. Yeah. Um, more specifically. So again, it's just kind of pulling it out of the you know the the darkness of prohibition and into the light of education and advocacy. But do you, but yeah. do you feel that do you like okay? You mentioned a lot about talking to like health professionals. Do you believe that like everyday health professionals, let's say just like your your, your regular uh, family doctor, like do you think they know enough about it? Like do you think that they, they've done enough research on uh, cannabis to the point where they can properly say, hey, you know what, this would be good for use for you because of this, this and that? Uh, I, I think it's it really is depending on what doctor you have. Um, sure. I've been lucky enough to have uh, the same family doctor who's very uh, knowledgeable and uh, very, um, you know, astute at growing beyond uh, getting a when they got a piece of paper that said they were a doctor. Uh, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you stop your education um, in 1975, yeah. uh, then you're going to be a little bit behind the time. Yeah, right? I, I just wonder because like obviously it, it has now become you know less stigmatized and whatnot. So mm. I, I wonder how many doctors, family doctors and whatnot have really taken a step to say, you know what, 
let me do my research now, mm-hmm. right? Because I just feel like they're yeah, a lot of them are probably fucking lazy. Yeah, you know what I well, mean? no, I, but I think every individual is different. Um, obviously, that's something that we all that you you guys uh, preach and uh, you know uh, talk about here yeah. um, on your podcast. And, and again, that same thing. It, goes for any type of uh, professional, whether it's uh, a medical professional. And again, whether we're talking about cannabis or we're talking about nutrition, uh, that's another big glaring hole (laughs) in regards to the, um, you know, the medical field and the medical um, uh, system more broadly speaking. And uh, for more historically speaking, I don't know, like, again, like when we were all a certain age, I remember the food pyramid, it was all wrong. It was (laughs) like a a thousand calories of carbs, some meatballs and whatever. (laughs) Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's it was backwards. And then yeah. sprinkle, again, with the weed base, sprinkle yeah. a little bit of lettuce on that or something. Yeah. Some greens on there. But, yeah. um, no, I, I think it's just, uh, again, uh, not being, um, you know, and some of it's ego. Some of it's uh, uh, not wanting to fail. Like, the same thing happens in um, athletics. Uh, you know, the, especially people that come from specific sports. I see it all the time. Like, um, for instance, like a kickboxer who doesn't want to feel vulnerable as a jiu-jitsu practitioner, practitioner, um, you know, when they're trying to transition into MMA, then, you know, they, the, the inability to feel vulnerable again, the inability going from a black belt in whatever your profession is to a white belt again, yeah. it will hinder your overall growth if you're yeah. not, you well, you're not open to opening your mind, right? Yeah. And that kind of like translates to whatever profession it is, um, whether it's you trying to be the best uh, mixed martial artist or you trying to be the best uh, health practitioner. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's it's funny. It's it's true. You're absolutely right. And I think that's something we preach all the time. And this is, can be for anything. It's like at the end of the day, we got our phones in our hand. They got Google, whatever, so, which may be biased sometimes. But, you know, you can find out any information you want. It's all on the Internet, right? So I think that's another big thing that when it comes to cannabis, um, I wish a lot of older people, and again, the stigma is going away, but I wish a lot of the older generation, the baby boomers and stuff, would look into it a little different, right? Give and, it a and, chance. And give it a chance. You give know it, it a chance. Give it a chance. Give it a fucking and chance. You, the education is so important because I'm sure you've heard this, we've heard this a bunch of times like oh like hey you smoke weed it's like no like i tried it once and i got like way too fucked and i'm never gonna fucking smoke again it's like education could have helped in that sense because maybe as your first time don't take 10 bong hits and then eat a fucking five ground brownie (laughs) that wasn't my mom that sounded like a good time though (laughs) (laughs) a lot of the stigma comes from people who have actually tried it once yeah well again it's the um some people don't like as someone who constantly is trying to put myself in the most uncomfortable position to feel comfortable uh, enough to be in that in my own skin, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything in between. I kind of have a different uh, perspective in that. Um, Whereas I think a lot of people don't like those underlining thoughts. I think it's this inability to actually confront yourself um, both mentally and physically. It's like, oh, I get paranoid. Well, what's the thing that you get paranoid about? There's ninjas on the wall. Okay, let's just talk (laughs) it down. But um, if it's uh, a certain thought that you kind of uh, been wrestling with for the X amount of time and you're not able to feel comfortable in your skin to actually confront yourself that's that's the underlining thing that you've kind of been like bubbling in the surface yeah, for the last little it, time it, it takes a use to kind of see that and people get scared right and jack graystone shout out jack graystone he was on our podcast a few weeks back and he said the exact same thing he said people are scared to do it because they have to sit with themselves they have to sit with their own thoughts which definitely the usually they're just cruising through the day on their phone going for lunch this that you never mm-hmm. really get to stop and think right so 
I guess it scares people in in, in a way, right? And but I think with weed, yeah, it's like it's like he, Jack, Jack said, it's like you flip the lens inside. Like, and man, if you smoke a joint, you're by yourself. You're flipping your lens inside, bro. And you're looking inside, and like, yeah, if there's some fucking weird shit going on inside. And intention, intention is huge yeah, too, right? You, of course, of course. If you're gonna yep. try the first time, and before you smoke, you're like, I'm gonna be so fucked. This is not a good idea. You're gonna put yourself in a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're gonna ruin your own vibe. <laughs> That's what it is, right? And I think that happens a lot. So I'd love to see more of an education factor come into come into society as we as we continue to accept cannabis um and any other kind of recreational drugs i don't like to call them drugs but um and it also comes in the process of like again we were the first g7 country to legalize it and yeah. it wasn't even just uh, about legalize it in our own country it's also the the different relationships that we have with different um even just like the aspect of the um um, essentially the UN like there were so many international treaties yeah. where we recognized cannabis as a, a drug yeah. for this long time where they had to untangle that right yeah. like it's 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 a process and it's been a process and you know I think uh, as with many different things that uh, we've kind of been progressive in, in, in the fact that for instance like uh, marriage equality we've had it for like 17 years yeah. and just about like that and also uh, cannabis um, that one of the big fears was as soon as that happens like there's going to be anarchy in the streets yeah. uh, there has not been anarchy <laughs> in the Streets. more chilled than ever right <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, right now yeah, more specifically but um i, I think um I, again it's 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 the concept of the unknown whether it's alone with your own thoughts yeah. or just in general of uh society and yeah. uh the unknown of uh you know different aspects and yeah. i think usually the loudest people are usually the ones that yeah. probably need it the most yeah. Or, yeah. Um, i look at some people sometimes like yo you just need yeah, to join just you just one, need a fucking yeah. trip just, yeah. just go to the moon buddy yeah. and come back yeah. and you're like well man why am i so mad i know i know Damn. um and what? again, <laughs> sorry, no, no worries. I interrupted myself and you. Um, but um, I think it is, uh, you know, the case where like even without cannabis, um, even without any types of subsidence, uh, there are people that are just not comfortable in their own skin. And we talked yeah. about that. Yeah, I think I think you've done a great job just trying to kind of being at the forefront of this, pushing this. Right. I think that you with your platform and you with your experience and, and obviously with the connections that probably have a bunch in that industry as well you're, you're putting yourself in a position to kind of push this and i got mad respect for that man i think that's that's super dope but my question is what's what's next for you um validating my my fight uh in uh, colorado uh, mm -hmm. to get cannabis recognized in the u.s there um dope. both as a fighter and most likely the uh, promoter as well nice and then uh, from there talk to the other different types of promotions that are out there nice. um you know uh, winning is uh, the great equalizer um, you know, everyone loves a winner, so yeah. I'm just gonna keep doing that. Yeah. And uh, you know, unfortunately, to whatever result happens to my opponent, half kidding, half kidding. I don't want them hurt, but although you know, unfortunately, they must die for my dreams to live. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. It's totally off topic. What, what's what's the walkout song? What's your fucking what's your track? What's the go-to track? Yeah, well, it's changed um, over over time. Originally, um, the first couple of fights, I walked out to Rage Against Machine, nice. and I, I kept on winning. So like I was a little bit of service station where it's like yeah. I I, I come I come out to uh, Rage Against Machine, and then uh, I, I ended up fighting in Ohio where they had like uh, the official. N-A-double-F-S-C-D. Yeah, yeah. We had to pick like three songs like, yeah, or any yeah. of these songs that they had because yeah. they were going to sell it yeah, afterwards yeah. like a, as a CD, some lame-ass CD. There you go. So um, a little head by game. Um, I picked this because uh, it showed you who kind of like picked theirs already. Yeah. So I, the, uh, the guy was a hometown hero. So he had his own song. Like he had like whatever rap team group, yeah. whatever, saying yeah. him like this thing where it was, like he came out all badass to it. But um, so I picked it. 
And I walked out to a verse, and you could see him in the background, like, my song. Yeah, Why is he coming up my song? And I'm just walking out, like, just blurring to the crowd, like, I own this song. Yeah. It was a very simple song, so I started, like, singing to it, like, at least the hook. I knew I could, right off the bat, I could get the hook, because, like, you could listen to it um, beforehand, yeah. right? Oh, so you got it in his head right away. Right away. Yeah. And he's just like, that's my song. That's my song. So I picked him up and slammed him, so I broke his sternum, and he couldn't get up for the third round. Damn. It's always ending in these, these people just, like, losing ability in some part of their body or function, or function. function. Yeah, yeah. Can't move. that's how it's gonna end man yeah, yeah. uh yeah, but hey hey you know. Know. undefeated that's I true um i got some questions actually from i i put up a story this morning you saw it yep. um i got some questions for some people so i want to ask you them i think they're pretty interesting um one person asked do you train high pardon do you train high like when you're um, training well i <laughs> not gonna say no, but um, uh, what's it called? If you're technically always uh, medicating with cannabis, you want to call always always level. and you're always I training. Call a friend. You're, okay, you're like, always my... training. You're always on the on the, on the medicine. So exactly, we'll do so the math. Of, yeah, the uh, the threshold is um, essentially uh, kind of like uh, we mentioned, where it's like 150 nanograms. At any given point, I have like a thousand nanograms in me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, not, so you're not necessarily smoking and going right to train. No, no. But technically, technically. From a couple yeah, hours so ago like uh, I can even explain my whole process yeah. of uh, medicating. So, um, again, cannabis is both a medicine and me medicinal. So, in many ways, I'm actually, you know, kind of feeling how my body feels when I wake up in the morning, and depending on how you know my my symptoms are, are feeling, okay. I, I use different forms of cannabis, um, whether it's um, you know uh, different types of uh, cannabis rubs uh, with THC. Um, I also beyond even THC. Uh, there's also THCA, which is raw, raw cannabis. I actually nice. just essentially use raw cannabis in my juice, juicing, protein. Yeah, so there's anti-inflammatory properties, and nice. similar to like other types of vegetables and stuff like that, you lose minerals when you heat it. Okay. So uh, cannabis starts at T as THCA. Okay. And then uh, when you add heat to it, it transforms into THC. Nice. So when you actually um, use cannabis. Uh, with like butter and oil when you make edibles yeah. you actually are heating it to go to from THCA to THC and then it coagulates back down to THC nice. so being able to do that that's why uh, it lasts longer because it's actually okay. much more psychoactive uh, when you do that right okay. Okay. so when you don't add the heat and it's just THC there's no psychoactive component so okay. in many ways it's like um, you know it's like a, a super kale if you will right yeah, like nice. and, I, and I throw it in in my um my, my smoothies, my protein shakes, nice. and I, I get as much anti-inflammatory properties from it. Um, I also do tinctures. Um, I tend to do, uh, you know, both a one-to-one -one and also, uh, you know, a one uh, <laughs> DHC. Um, and then again, uh, they kind of dictated based on my body and I'll go train. Uh, and then, um, you know, or uh, this is where the, the kind of blending in, if I am I using cannabis, um, I'll, uh, you know, doing some stretching, some mindfulness, and there I'll, I'll definitely use cannabis, oh. and uh, I'll be getting more in tune to my body before I train. I'll then go train, and then depending how I feel, I'll medicate again. I could get, you know, massage, uh, you know, life, uh, sorry, a nap saves lives. Yeah. So uh, between the <laughs> next true. session, I sometimes try and take, yeah. uh, you know, a nap in between my next session, yeah, and then from there, again, medicate before or after in some capacity. And then um, what I do is uh, a lot of the cannabis that I 
medicate with during the day. Uh, I do more um, upbeat cannabis uh, in the capacity of like a sativa go, yep. and whatnot. So that gives me both energy um, throughout the day. Yeah. And then I'll switch more into the indica and the more uh, pain management heavy uh, in the evening. Nice. Um, and then cannabis, it's a little, a little interesting thing to kind of uh, recognize. And it also works for other aspects. But um, I switch more heavy CBD uh, towards the end of the evening. Okay. And that... Because um, THC actually makes you forget your uh, your dreams, and I'm a very vivid dreamer, so mm. I love dreaming every single night. So yeah. I, I I super dose uh, super dose on um, on CBD flower, and then also drops, and that actually will mitigate the THC, and I'll re- remember my dreams wow. uh, every night. Wow, wow. So, um, the same thing actually happens with uh, your high as well. Yeah. So if you're ever quote unquote too high yeah. or uh, you know, a little paranoid. Yeah. Uh, adding CBD will actually uh, come down uh, that uh, you know that feeling of uh, high and uh, that. anxiety. <laughs> that's fun, that that's like a that's like a <laughs> calculated process, dude. Like yeah. that's like that's that's very good. I mean, like anyone anyone listening, they maybe thought like you're just smoking a joint right before the fight and you get on and you're just. Like, but that's <laughs> well, like I vape like a professional. Hundred percent. <laughs> well, there's a there's a process behind it, right? And you're oh, very sure. calculated with how you're taking it, right? I think that's again, important. Yeah. Uh, again, that's how I um, respect the plant and yeah. try to. To, uh, educate as much as possible yeah. it's when I'm, I do have these conversations it's going in depth and uh, kind of going and expanding beyond um, the aspect of uh, just getting quote unquote high and yeah. it's also understanding what I put into myself but uh, you know that's part of my job both of as course. an athlete uh, you know um, both as a, a patient and everything in between um, so Again, I try to be as mindful and some as educated as possible with what I'm putting in my body, and uh, you know, help uh, educate and advocate uh, for the for the plant and of the plant yeah. uh, in the way that I do. That's amazing, dude. And I'm curious about this next question. Yeah, because I, I wanted to ask you this too. So uh, we got toughest guy you ever fought, hardest fight maybe. Yeah, toughest fight would probably be um, Tiago Santos. Um, okay, he, he hits like a uh, for, uh, like a Mack truck. Um, <laughs> And like up until that point, I was like, he either knocks you out or gets knocked out trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just a savage, right? He had like three head kick knockouts. Like, uh, he kicked me in the body so much. Uh, Like, I, I, I was pissing blood after the fight. Like, that's how intense it was, right? But, um, and it, but that was one of the fights where, again, I I realized that like I was built for this because there, there was no quitting me. And again, just it really just depended. Um, I'm not gonna blame it on my hair, although uh, (laughs) some of it did come out. And every time you would hit me on the side, my hair would be shaken so yeah. it looked like he hit me way harder okay, and way okay. more than i did yeah, okay. although like i said i was being blood <laughs> yeah. so um you know that he definitely yeah. definitely did some damage did um so that one i think was the hardest one um uh definitely nope. and and what's what's i like i'm just always curious you know when i'm seeing these guys walk out I watch a lot of UFCs. These guys walk out, whatever, and they're in the ring and they're fucking staring at each other. Like, what's what's going on in your head? Like, I, it might be different for everybody, but like, when you're there face to face, being like, okay, we're about to go at it. Like, this is it. Like, what the fuck's going on in your head? Like, what do you? There's two different things. Like, uh, when I, I'm weighing, it's just kind of like it's almost like pa- uh, pageantry and pomp, pompous yes. stance. Yeah. So like, uh, I kind of like try to break people like uh, like their their their. Uh, toughness in, yeah. in, in the way that I do it. So like I've, I've been in face-offs where we're like so serious and I go, boop. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, what? Like he's trying to be so yeah, just serious. Yeah, off. Yeah. Like, yeah, and we were like, I was in a fight, a fight once and we're like, we're all like, he's so, he's just like shaking, he's so mad. I go, meow. <laughs> he's just like, what? Um, this other guy, I, I was getting ready to fight and um, uh, he, like, 
it was this point where um, I was with my coaches, and then my coaches left, and I was kind of like, for instance, because we're in a fighter hotel, right? So um, uh, uh, early on in fight week, I saw him with his whole team, and I, I kind of realized that either I'm going to show no fear, I'm going to stay where I am, and I'm just going to just kill him with kindness. And he's just going to get weirded out by this. Because So I found like like different things. I found yeah. it was his birthday. Yeah, so like I see him like like... We're in the pool. I'm in a jacuzzi all by myself. He's like 15 dudes with him, and they're all like standing. And I'm like, uh, I'm talking to them. They're all from uh, he was, he was um, from Brazil, right? So I'm, I've been to Brazil a couple of times. So I'm telling him all the different places. Like, hey guys, like, where are you from? Where are you yeah. from in Brazil? Blah, blah blah. To the point where like he's like, I'm becoming friends with all of his he's friends, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's just like standing there, just like just so mad. Where he had to leave. Where I'm like by myself with 15 with his dudes. Boys, yeah. It's like, come on guys, let's have some fun. And then um, I, I would later see him in the hall way talking to like a, a mutual friend and i'd be like yo mutual friend what's up hey <laughs> yeah. how's it going and then uh, i overheard oh it's your birthday on wednesday that's amazing we're gonna like we're, that's amazing. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have a drink we're gonna have a drink afterwards <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah whatever birthday so wayans comes yeah and uh we're about to face off and i, I, I pause i go one second and i go in the back i come out with a birthday cake no and it said, uh, happy birthday, health, happiness, but sorry for the L. And he refused, oh and he refused no. to take the cake. And I'm just like, that's, I beat that's him, gonna and then I him. ate the cake. 100%. <laughs> I think that whole process that you were doing <laughs> fucked with him, for sure. For sure. For sure. Well, after after I, I try to give him the cake, goes, he, he's like, I'm not here to be your friend. Yeah. I'm here to kick your ass or whatever like that. And he, like, he storms off, and he, and he saw a mutual friend. He goes, well, what's wrong with your friend? Um, he's like, why is he trying to be my friend? He goes, oh, that's just Elias or whatever. And he goes, tell your friend, I'm not here to be his friend. I'm here to break his face. Yeah. And he leaves. <laughs> Ironically, he, he punched me in the head and he broke his hand. So he didn't break on. my face. My face broke him. It's a good karma. That's some good karma Come coming to like, There's a 6% Neanderthal there at least. So. It's, it's also like, that's like, I feel like it's the most Canadian thing. Just to be like the nice guy. Be like, hey, we're about to scrap. What's going here's on? A, yeah, here's a birthday yeah. cake. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's amazing. I love that. I love That's that. That's funny. Definitely Listen, have to get in there. We're the MBH podcast, Money Buys Happiness. We ask every guest, what do you what do you think when you hear that statement? Pardon? Say that again. What do you think when you hear that statement? Money buys happiness. Um, I, it buys freedom and certain capacity to focus on different things that make you happy. Um, and again, um, happiness is a subjective thing. Uh, some people uh, become much more happy. Uh, with a lot less, and some people become miserable with everything. Yeah, damn. This guy just fucking. Just the facts here. Okay. Quick, bro. Shit, no. I cannot lie. <laughs> no, no, it's true. Yeah, we 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 talk about it. It's, it. We the general consensus is that uh, it's a tool for freedom, which yep. can which can lead to happiness for a lot of people. Yeah, for some not all though. Yeah, yeah. For some, I all. think uh, time is happiness, and uh, you know, money very much buys you uh, time in some capacity to focus on things that, again, you want. Whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's everything in between, or whether it's uh, you know a skill, a goal, and and whatnot. So yeah. um, I think money definitely buys the opportunity to focus on what you want uh, to do with your time, and time is priceless. Damn. Well, Facts. Well, you gotta listen. You gotta invite us to your next fight if if it's uh, around the block or something like that. Yeah. We gotta come out and yeah, check you. In. I gotta see the super. I gotta see the super. I gotta see, I gotta see the super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta see the super. Man the <laughs> we gotta see. We gotta see. We appreciate it. you coming though, man. Uh, yeah, the, the pleasure's on mine. It's been a good chat. Listen, we're yeah. about to smoke some weed with the Weed Bay. Um, <laughs> that's him, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah we definitely got the sativa up here. We're gonna have a good time. Everyone enjoy the episode. Lots of lots of gems. Lots of gems. We're gonna have you back though. 
Maybe soon, man. Because yeah, it's a well, great I chat, guess, bro. Uh, closer to my fight when I actually Let's have something that. set, and you know what? When you can get asked me who am I fighting, I'll say it doesn't matter who I'm fighting. <laughs> Does it fucking matter? No, the dead man. It doesn't matter what his name is. All right. Okay, Dini. Awesome, man. Dean. We are out of the fucking out. We are we out? out.